Welcome to Lambs to Lions. You're listening to the weekly podcast with Pastor Matt Funk. I've entitled this one, Good News and Great Joy. Great, like Tony the Tiger would say, my friend Tony. (laughs) He's great. Awesome. And God's going to take us from milk to meat. You ready? Okay, let's go. All right, so um, I know I don't know if you saw my post again last night. I, I try to make a post around 6 o'clock every Saturday night, just some things that God has put on my heart and see if, if, they, if they speak to you, and then if they do, hopefully the Lord draws you in uh, this morning, and obviously he did. Uh, that'll be his words, not mine. But I know this season has been a, been a bit of a journey for us, if you could agree. <laughs> it's been a bit of a journey, has it not? And, um, but even in the most unlikely places along the way, along our journey, we can find joy and we can find peace, you know, and, um, joy happens to be the, the candle for Advent that we'll be lighting today. And, uh, I think it's just so appropriate. You know, we talked about peace. We have peace in his presence. He says, in this world, you will have storm. There will be storms, but take heart for I've overcome, uh, the world. He is the Prince of Peace. And we can discover that peace, but we can also discover joy in the journey. And I believe that's a calling that is on all of our lives. And then and this morning might be a little bit of that reset moment uh, to reflect and, and reset where we get that joy. Um, I believe there's also a treasure waiting for you to be discovered along your journey. God has something specific just for you and just for your family in this journey. Uh, and I don't want to miss mine, and I know you don't want to miss yours. Uh, we've talked about traveling even through the darkest valleys, and in it we can still find victory. And Psalm 23 is just, how many of you, uh, uh, show of hands, actually read through Psalm 23? Oh, right on, every day for seven days? Wow, miss one day? That's okay, won't hold it to you, Pastor Rudy, but, and, and you probably have it memorized by now, right? And see, that's, that's the word that's going to lead us through the way. The word of God leads us to the way, and Jesus is the word. In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, the Word was God, but it's His Word that leads the way. He leads the way. We seek first the kingdom of God, all things will be added unto us. You see what I'm saying? But if we don't know His Word, how can we know the way? Ooh, got that? If we don't know the Word, how else will we know the way? It's like, it's like instructions, you know, a lot of things we learn along the way and we've had to learn the hard way, uh, but I'd much rather learn through the words of those that have gone before me. Uh, that have the wisdom and the experience, wouldn't you? So um, we've experienced, you know, along the way, we've experienced both mistakes and we've experienced miracles. Praise God, right? And uh, through it all, God has delivered a message. And that message is good news and great joy to all men in whom his favor rests, okay? How many of you could use both? I could use a little more favor and a little more rest. Show of hands, yeah? You got enough? Okay, Good, except Ethan, I guess he's good. Ethan's got enough of all of it. Okay, a little more, all right. <laughs> but uh, too many times we focus uh, too much on, uh, on where we are traveling instead of who we are traveling with. You ever notice that? You know, you want to get to your destination, Rick? Are you ever like that? I'm like, oh man, I got to get there, get there, get there, get there. And, and I'll try to get the best fuel economy on the way. I don't want to make any pit stops along the way. I just want to stay focused until I get there. Hey, Nick, I just got to get there, <laughs> whatever it takes. Um, the reality is our experience um, uh, can leave us empty uh, if we have no one to experience it with. And the honest truth is Mary and Joseph had each other on the journey 
And that led them even closer to meeting Jesus, the birth of our Savior. And what if we could see Jesus in the journey? That is the question I have for you, men. What if you could see Jesus in the journey? Even in the darkest valleys, you would see the light, you know? And how do we see him in the journey? Well, as we read through the story here in Luke 2, the first two verses stood out to me was 6 and 7. It says, while they were there, okay? So while they were there, the census was taken, right? Hey, guess what? And I thought of this this morning as I was showering. What if, you know, um, somebody called a census and then we're all supposed to go back to our birthplace and then we all get to pay a tax and it doesn't matter what season you're in, you got to stop and you just got to go, you know? And I'm thinking of like, you might want to catch a flight and some of us have been trying to do that. Um, it hasn't been going so good for me, <laughs> but it gets, how many times does it get changed and it gets canceled and delayed? And now if you're, you know, traveling with somebody that's quite pregnant, they won't even let you fly, right? Well, while it's too bad, you got to find a way to get there. And, uh, you know, you got to find a way to get there. And the whole purpose of getting there, their purpose is so that you can pay tax. But really the purpose isn't about the tax, it's about the treasure. Okay. So even what, what men meant for evil, God will turn into good. God always has a plan and all things work together for good for those that love the Lord. And so it, it says that, and she gave birth to her firstborn son because the time came, the time came for the baby to be born. Now's the time, okay? She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. There was no room, there was no suites available. All were taken, Airbnb, they checked it out. There's nothing available, booked, solid right? I want to talk about right time, right place. Okay, that's the first point. Right time, right place. Uh, while they were there, the time came. Okay, we've had five kids, Shar and I, and every time when it's time for Shar to give birth, it was never on our time. It was never on the planned time or what the doctor said. It was always on God's time. Every one of them. I'd like to say, oh, yeah, it was like, whoo, right to the date. Nope, they're, they're all natural birth, no C-sections, no, you know, like it's like baby's coming, here we go. Or we think the baby's coming, here we wait, you know. Um, and they all came with some sort of complication. Every birth, every child came with a complication. There was a delay, a sense of urgency, and even at birth there was a battle. There were several times, um, while well, Aiden was the first, Aiden, they rushed Aiden they put him at the front of the line because his heart rate would drop every time Charmaine would have contractions, like come right down. It was scary, right? And we witnessed that with three of our kids. Um, even in labor, there were several times where the heart rate was coming, almost completely stopped. And uh, I got to stay calm as the husband. And I can hear that, that heart rate coming right down. And I, we prayed and we pressed in and we had worship music going in every delivery, every delivery, every birth was a battle. And why do we expect any different in our life when God wants to birth something out of us that we're not going to have some kind of battle as we go through the labor of what he wants to deliver through us, right? Because it's that anointing, like you said, and that anointing is, is designed to flow on us and through us and to others. There's other people that are, when you're battling, someone else is battling. And a word I had for our leadership this week is the sensitivity to the spirit because it was heavy this week. There was a lot of battles and I know when I'm feeling it and then I'm getting phone calls and texts and, and, uh, and I'm like, okay, well, thank you, Jesus, that the victory belongs to you. But it also means that our friends need a word from God. They need his word. That what does it say in First uh, John? I think it was two, two to four. Why didn't somebody just open up your Bible to 
First John, uh, or James, James 1, sorry, James 1, 2 to 4. It's not in my notes, but I'm pretty sure that's the one I shared. If it's not, correct me. Yeah, James 1, 2 to 4. Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow, for when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. I think that's a whole study right there. That's a whole study, but that's, that's God's word for us in our life. Right now, if we could look at it, if we could see Jesus in the journey, and every time that we feel that we're being tested, you know that, know that it's building that, that character, it's building the Christ in us, the anointing that's coming out of us and through us. So back to Mary and Joseph, right time, right place. And uh, I mentioned that every battle, every birth was a battle. Um, the difference for, you know, for Charmaine and I, as opposed to Mary and Joseph, well, there's a lot of differences when we weren't giving birth to the Son of God. Um, but when we needed to get in, the hospital let us in right? Without a reservation. Even though they, they, they try to line it up and get you the room and, hey, it's going to be around this time. But we were let in. And, and here the Son of God is coming. There's no palace. There's no five-star hotel. There's no hospital that is making room. A manger will have to do. And what was meant for the animals was about to be the birthing place for the Almighty. And I want you to, to make a note that some of the most beautiful things are birthed out of the least desirable circumstances. Hey, Gary, some of the most, how did you and your beautiful bride meet? In detox. And you shared with, with the group that there's less than 1% chance of couples that meet in detox will stay together in a relationship and you are evidence of miracles in motion. You and your, your bride and your kids. 21 years. Right? So sometimes they're, they're birthed out of the least desirable circumstances where like, oh man, you know, like you think you're just in recovery and God shows up and then discovery. Right? And so how many times have I said, you know, God will take a mess and turn it into a message so my question for you guys, and this is the reflection time, there's a lot of reflection questions, is what's your mess lately? The mess you find yourself in. Maybe it's not even your mess, but you just find yourself going through it. You're not stuck yet, although it feels like you're stuck, but if you were stuck, you wouldn't be here this morning. You're still moving. Are you with me? Because trust me, when I get stuck, I get stupid. So you know you're not stuck because you showed up this morning at, you know, 6.30, 7 a.m. You're in God's word and you're with men. So you're not stuck, right? You're in the scripture. But what has, what is that mess? Can you recognize what's the first thing that comes to your mind? You don't have to share it. Just write it down. The mess you've been going through. Even though I walk through the darkest of valleys, I will fear no evil for thou art with me. Okay? And what's God, most importantly, what do you think is God's message for you? Maybe if it wasn't you going through the mess and picture somebody else that you admire, somebody else going through that mess, you know, what, what would you say to them? Most importantly, what would God's word say to them? How many times do we bring up Romans 8.28? All things, okay, brother, all things are gonna, all things, all things, say all things. 
All things. So God's going to, all things are going to work together for good because I know you love the Lord. I know you're called according to his purpose. God, you know, even if it wasn't his plan that you went through the mess, maybe it was your mistake that you went through the mess, but God can take that mistake and turn it into a miracle. Yeah. Right? And, all to, and although, to, um, although to us it, it, it may have seemed like a bad time, <laughs> this is bad timing, Lord. This is Christmas. Come on. Joy to the world. Joy to the world. I don't want jealousy. I want joy. Come on. I don't want problems. I want peace. <laughs> don't ask for patience. Because <laughs> he's going to give you a lot of opportunities for that in this Christmas season. Right? <laughs> and although for Mary and Joseph, it seemed like hey, it's not good timing, Lord. You want us to do this? You didn't mention about us, you know, having to go through all this and then not having a place to stay. Like, you're, you're, this is the son. This is your son. I expect at least, you know, a two-star motel. <laughs> Wouldn't you? At least a Motel 6. <laughs> no. But you know what? And it was, and honestly, it looked like a bad time, bad and bad place for, for a birth. But God had a plan. We would celebrate this time and place for eternity. And I want to encourage you that even though you may be preparing for the worst, God is making a way even though you feel like you're going through the worst. It's never as bad as you think it is, just so you know. But it is for you right now. It seems like it is. And then watch, you'll get through this valley and you'll have victory. And then you know, that valley isn't going to seem so deep and so dark because guess what? You get to go through a deeper one and a darker one and grow your character even more, <laughs> right? And then so forth and so forth. But, you know, a couple of things I want to pull out, you may already know, but just remind us that, the, the reference to swaddling uh, cloths has been interpreted by uh, many scholars and saints to be symbolic connection to foreshadowing of Jesus' death, right? How the Lamb of God comes and, and wrapped in, in, a, in, in his birth was also wrapped in the grave. Biblical historians found that it was common for travelers to take the burial cloths with them on their journey in case of a death, so that the body could be buried. And it is believed that Jesus may have been born and wrapped in burial cloth, the same cloth. Isn't that wild? So what you take on your journey um, can be used for great joy. What was meant for burial could be used for blessing. Even the manger would have been similar to the tomb in which that he would, they would lay his body to rest and on the third day that he would rise. Interesting, hey? Through God's righteousness, we find right time and right place. Not his, but ours. His right time. His right place. Even when the journey seems messy, God doesn't make mistakes. And if he would do that for his son, what's he going to do for you? I, I think it's important to see that, that like, hey, well... He knew the delivery was going to happen. He knew how it was going to happen. The way that he had that all planned. Don't think that wasn't part of his plan. Right? Sometimes you're going through stealth mode and you don't even know it. Sometimes it's for your benefit. Right? Maybe it's so that all eyes aren't on you and the right people, the wrong people didn't show up. You know what I mean? It's just sometimes that you're actually being more blessed in the valley than if you had just gone for comfort as opposed to calling. 
Verse 8. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. Where have you been living out? <laughs> it just stood up to me this morning. They're doing their job. They're living out in the fields. And what have you been watching? Just let that one hang there for a bit. <laughs> Oh, I'm not even going to list stuff. That's between you and God. That's conviction, not condemnation, right? What have you been watching? The shepherds would have been in the field. Why? Because it was lambing season. Bethlehem was the birthplace of the Passover lambs. Did you know that? And the Passover lamb, Jesus, was about to be birthed. Why did the angels show up to the shepherds? And why these shepherds? Maybe because they were, they, were, they were the only ones awake and the only ones watching. Everyone else was sleeping through the birth of the blessing. Some, not, none of us, <laughs> but some people are walking through life blind, asleep. They're not awake, they're not alert. They're not attentive. They're not fully present. Are you with me? We need to be awake men. We need to be watching. We don't know the time or the hour that he's going to show up. It could be like that, but we need to be ready. And we need to be watching. We know that Jesus said that he is the good shepherd. Either way, whatever we are doing, we need to keep watch. Keep watching. Verse 10 says, but the angel said to them, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause what? Great joy. For who? All the people. Come on. Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Second is good news calls for great joy. That sounds like so obvious, but no, this is the awakening time, man. <laughs> we need to realize that the definition of the gospel means good news. And we can get so caught up in our destination that we forget about our delivery. Hang on here. Come on. <laughs> Come on. You forget about, you know, my uh, Pastor Charmaine catches me all the time when I'm driving. She know, she's like, you know, people can see you, right? <laughs> Whether you're picking your nose or, or you're not, she says, own your face, <laughs> like own it. Like people can see if you're smiling or if you're frowning, you know, like the joy of the Lord is what? Your strength. You know, hey, check your delivery. <laughs> I get up here as a pastor and try to deliver the good news and be like, let's turn to Luke chapter two, brothers. <laughs> All monotone, no smile, no, no passion, you know. But that's, that wouldn't be good news, would it? I got to check my delivery. And then sometimes you feel like, well, I'm happy on the inside. I'm smiling on the inside. Well, your body sure isn't showing it. Own your face, she says, right? So we get so caught up in the destination that we forget about our delivery. The fruit of the Spirit is what? Joy. It's one of the fruits. We may feel afraid at times, but we are commanded to not be afraid. Again, you can have the feeling and have the sensitivity in this week and feel sensitivity to oppression and deep uh, d 
depression and anxiety and fear, but you are none of those things. We learned last week the power of I am. That's God's name, and we don't want to take it in, in vain and say that he is something that he is not because God is not fearful. God is not ashamed. God is not lacking in anything, and, and neither are we. So when we use his name, I am, the great I am, we need to reflect it well. We should use his name the way it was meant to be in the scripture, that you are the head and not the tail, that all things work together for good. You know that I am, I am, what am I? You can feel Praise God for feelings. Seriously. You know, a, a good pastor friend of mine once told me, said, Pastor Matt, the greatest thing to fear is, uh, I'm thinking, now I'm thinking of um, Nelson Mandel, but that was a great quote. Our greatest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our greatest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness right? And who are you to say that you are powerful, that you are all these things? And who are you not? You are a child of God. Because when you let your light shine, it enables others to do the same. I'm paraphrasing, but isn't that beautiful? Beautiful? But one of the things that the pastor encouraged me and when I was going through a valley is he says, Matt, thank God that you can feel because a scary place is if you become numb and you stop feeling, and you stop caring. Your feelings allow you to be sensitive to others, have empathy, you know? And it's just, it's a beautiful thing when you can, you can still feel and go through those things, and you can feel and empathize for your brothers, right? <sighs> so we may feel afraid at times, but we are commanded not to be afraid for the joy of the Lord is our strength. You know, uh, Nehemiah 8.10, he says it best. He says, go and enjoy choice food and sweet drinks and send some to those who have nothing prepared. Generosity, right? The day is holy to our Lord. Holidays, remember, the word holiday means holy day. Do not grieve for the joy of the Lord is your strength. So good, because if you read Nehemiah 8, uh, Ezra's up there, and they're reading the, the, the word of the Lord. They're reading the commandments, and they're going through all that. And then, and then uh, Nehemiah needs to get up there, and he's like, I think he just helps him a little bit with the delivery. Do you guys not realize this is good news? <laughs> and he tells, commands them to go and do this. Okay, awesome. Can I have a little more of your time? I see I'm taking more time than I maybe have. But this season should be about good news and great joy. This is a command. It is not a suggestion. And in your journey, know that you have great joy in your journey. Jesus is with you, and if the Lord is with you, then who can be against you? It means sharing Christ in Christmas with others. It's not just what you deliver, but how you deliver it. You ever received a gift or a package that wasn't handled with care? <laughs> Vince is like, yeah, I have. And if it's not taken care of, it can affect the, the presentation and even what's inside the package. The gift was intended to bring great joy and to be delivered with great joy. When I receive a, you know, a gift from Chloe from my daughter, her presentation makes the present. A simple card or a simple gift is presented with her with such great joy in her eyes and in her body language that her father is just moved. And the shepherds would have been moved by the presentation that night, gentlemen. Does your presentation bring great 
joy? Does your presentation bring peace and great joy? And how could you work on your delivery? Come on, that's the application. How could you work on your delivery? Verse 14, glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, peace to him whom his favor rests. Where will God's favor rest? James 4, verse 6, but he gives us more grace. Thank you, Jesus. That is why the scripture says, God opposes the proud, but shows favor to who? The humble. Favor on the humble, man. God gives us a gift of grace, meaning the spontaneous, unmerited gift of the divine favor in salvation for sinners and the divine influence operating in individuals for their generation and for sanctification. Regeneration and sanctification. Regeneration. Favor falls on the humble, but pride comes before the fall. Proverbs 16, 18, pride leads to destruction, but arrogant and arrogance to downfall. But Proverbs 18, 12 says, before his downfall, a man's heart is proud, but humility comes before honor. There's a lot there. Let's go to verse 15, our last point. When the angels had left them and had got into the heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go. Come on, let's go to Bethlehem and let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. Someone say, let's go. See, there comes a time when we need to do less watching and more walking. (laughs) It's time to get a move on. That's the last one. Less watching, more walking. God is calling us off the sidelines and into the playing field. (laughs) Legit. We can watch um, uh, and get caught up in commercialism. We can even see conflict in Christmas. But God is calling us to present Christ in Christmas. So let's go see this thing, which the Lord has told us about. We need to invite others. They're saying, let's go. Let us go. We need to invite others to come with us and see Jesus in the journey, to worship him and to celebrate his name. You know, so I mentioned we're in the, the, word, the, the third week of um, Advent, which Latin word means Adventist, means expecting, right? Expecting. So what have you been expecting? Are you watching for his coming? Are you expecting his joy in your journey? This Sunday's candle represents joy. Look at that, lit. Third candle, somewhat lit. Light! (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) let there be light! (laughs) But that's the third candle for this Sunday, is a candle of joy. Joy. What have you been expecting? Are you expecting his joy in your journey? You see, when when the candle is lit, you can know that even through the darkest valley, you can find victory. Jesus said in John 8, 12, I, there's that I am, eh? I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness. will have the light of life. Mary and Joseph had a a journey that led them closer to meeting Jesus, yet all along the way, Jesus was with them. She was carrying Christ. And it's up to us, man. Would you stand with me? We need to carry Christ through Christmas. Don't think he's apart from you or it's just getting to the destination that he's in the delivery. He's in you. 
And if he is for you, then what can be against you? Father God, we thank you for your word today. We thank you for your joy. We thank you, Lord, that we can just laugh and give you praise. That we can see that generosity is much more than the gifts that we can or cannot buy. But Lord, it is in how we deliver your message. That word, Christ, the Messiah. Lord, we thank you for your name, that it is on our lips. And that when we deliver it, we deliver it with joy. That we invite others through this Christmas season to come into your house. And that your house is also our house, is our home. That we open up our homes to you, that we make room for you. Lord, all these, all these single moms and families that are struggling in this season, that we get to open up your house and your home, that we get to greet them, that we get to bless them, that we get to share the gospel and the good news that they're coming in, Lord. And they're going to they're gonna get above and beyond. Yeah, we'll take care of the gifts. We'll take care of the presents. We'll take care of the food. Most importantly, Lord, you'll take care of it. But Lord, show us how to deliver the message of you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for tuning in today. And thank you for continuing to partner with us and for giving so generously to this ministry. If you would like to find out more about how you can partner with us, visit our website at www.wherepeoplematter.church and click the giving link. And don't forget to subscribe and share this with your friends. See you next time.